0: making content, meeting amazing people, amazing creators um, like you, Ross, and then Stop. just able to, you know, just grow from there and do all these exciting we got like, that, brand right? deals. Yeah, we got that,
1: yeah, we we got that up. We up. All right, just edit that in. <clears throat> Boost the sound on
2: it. I'll be honest, I still don't fully really believe you, but hey, we'll take your word for it. That's some royalty-free shit, people. That's what we do.
1: Yeah. I don't want it. We have corporate Natalie. The woman, the myth, the legend, who is just on an absolute meteoric rise into social media stardom. I don't want to out her too much, but I do have to call out the fact that she is a mere 24 years old. And, and that's not like a call out. I know this sounds like a call out, but I think like the way you carry yourself, people like really look up to you. They they ride or die for you. And of course, I'm joined by Puyon, my co-host,
2: <laughs> yeah. my
1: my real... My anchor, if you will. Founder CEO of Scratchpad, which if you use Salesforce and haven't downloaded Scratchpad, you should probably just throw yourself off the building or just go download it. It's kind of the choice is yours.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yes. Um, despite my old kind of haggard appearance, I am 24. Um, so not a ton of work experience, but I have become kind of the uh, sort of a female face of of work from home in corporate America. So people think I have like all this advice on like, Climbing the corporate ladder, navigating it. And I'm like, I don't really know. I just kind of make jokes. But yeah, you know corporate so well. I worked at a big four uh, firm, which I'm not going to specify, but that was my job right out of college, which was kind of the immediate entry slap in the face of this is the reality of corporate life. You're going to get on a plane every Sunday night, fly to your client site, work for 80 to 90 hours a week, and get compensated very little for that. So enjoy. When you
1: say big four, for a lot of the plebs out there, because we 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 harness the audience of plebs. Um, what is a big four?
0: Oh wow, okay. Uh, the big four, the big four, kind of consulting audit form. So firms? it's just consult a consulting firm. I guess that's consulting all. consulting audit firms. Okay. Um, yes, I think there's a lot of like apps. There's a lot of accounts that exploit these these firms, like crazy management consultants stuff like that.
1: So I want to hear about how. You got, I mean, you've told the story a million times, but I want to hear about how you got started. Like, what was the intent? Was there intent?
0: So it was never the intention. I think I've done comedy, um, for since like high school, I did improv comedy. I did a little improv in college. And then I just kind of took to TikTok. It was an easy, an app to use, downloaded it. I was totally addicted as like a user, let alone a creator. So then I started making videos myself, um, made one kind of day in the life video of like there are all these girls who are like 85 pounds who do a day in my life. I drink my matcha tea. I work out for four hours and then I start work and it's so unrelatable. And so I made kind of a reverse trend of that, of like I roll out of bed at 8.01, one minute late for my zoom camera off, barely have time to brush my teeth kind of just exploiting that kind of cycle that we were all in, uh, in 2020. And probably still now that I'm still trapped in, but then from there, it just totally grew. And I've just been making content, meeting amazing people, amazing creators um, like you, Ross, oh, and then stop. just able to, you know, just grow from there and do all these exciting we like brand right? deals. Got that. We yeah, got we got, got that up. That all
1: right, just edit that in.
0: Do we, <laughs> could you just, just say that?
1: <laughs> add some reverb, maybe some echo. Anyway, sorry to cut you off.
0: Exactly. Really and then there. from there, yeah, it's just grown. I mean, this we talk about all the time, but like the creator economy is so booming and there's so much
1: and of course you're similar to me juggling another life another a a job a real job if you will as we we like to call it and so talk about that because i think you you may be quicker to get out uh, of that job than than i have been i'm i mean i'm 32 and i'm still basically working a full-time job
0: well i think being an active participant in corporate america is pretty vital to being corporate natalie and making that content staying on the forefront of zoom nuances and all of that. So I would feel a bit uh, like I would be lying a bit if I wasn't actually working a full time job. I think um, I think it's a, a risk. I'm very risk averse to just completely leave and try to join this like creator world and just, you know, you're living literally like brand deal to brand deal. What if that goes bad one month and you can't pay rent? It's just things that I that kind of scare me a bit of jump making the full time jump to doing that. But I think it's hard. It's really hard to balance. I say I have my nine to five and then my five to nine. Um, do I have a boyfriend? No. Do I have uh, things in my personal life? Absolutely not. Just so not. you guys
1: know, <laughs> she is single, and we are not dating. Okay, we are not dating. Despite what the that's, world wants,
0: that's that's major T for the listeners of this podcast. They'll freak I know. out. And uh, I know
1: dating, they might just turn it off right now.
0: <laughs> stare
1: at the wall hard. because their world has exploded right before. I that. sent
0: I sent Ross a DM. Someone like I posted something, and they were like, "Wait." You aren't together. This is like finding out Mr. Santa and Mrs. Claus aren't together. This is like earth shattering. I'm freaking out. They're
1: together, but they're separated. Okay. How intentional are you with like the videos and the content and what you say, how you say?
0: I don't make content to like get likes and affirmation from strangers. I don't really care about that. I care about having something sustainable and profitable that I can do and teach others and consult with brands and teach people how to build a brand on social media. I think that's exciting to me. Um, So the strategy, there definitely is a strategy. I think when you're doing these ads and these brand deals, those obviously drop in engagement. Your followers hate Mm -hmm. when you're promoting products. They, Mm -hmm. I mean, you experience this firsthand. So you do have to, if you're doing 10 brand deals, you have to do 70 organic posts to offset kind of... You don't want everything to be an ad, right? So that becomes a little stressful of, wow, I have 5 brand deals this week. Okay, I better get on every single TikTok trend ever and make sure that I have organic content and so that's time consuming as well
2: you know we've talked to a lot of folks that um that are in sales and hearing their stories of how they got into sales most of the threat is like i didn't know what else to do you know it was it was rarely that's the path that i want to go down it was either just found my way there there was nothing else I, i i just didn't know what else like somebody just told me about it and, and I'm curious, from your perspective, I mean, you kind of talked about it by ending ending up a, at one of the big four. But how deliberate were you about the path you even wanted to go down before content creation came in? Like, did you have any idea that this would even be a part of what you're doing?
0: No, I had no idea. Um, And I have friends that say like, you know, my dream is to be famous or my dream is to be an influencer or something. And it's like, okay, then, you know, hop on TikTok and make some content like that was never my dream ever.
2: I'm curious for you, like what was that moment you kind of touched on it where you said, you know, you, you downloaded TikTok and started using it. But was there something else around that that got you started in this that said, you know, let me actually start. Let me try creating my own content.
0: I've always been looking for ways to express myself creatively, dare I say. Um, but I think more so the itch that I was trying to scratch was entrepreneurship. Um, for my whole life, I started a jewelry business in college that I was shipping across the country to girls all over. I've done, I always was the kid with like 17 lemonade stands. My neighbors are like, we are being waterboarded with lemonade. We don't want any anymore. You know, like I'm always just, I had that kind of I want to start a business side, and so I think that's what's made me so serious about the content creation path now.
2: From TikTok to Instagram to YouTube, now um, you know even audio platforms like call in picking up. So I'm I'm curious to hear from you as a creator. Like, do you think do you think it's just picking up, and you're, we're going to start seeing a lot more creators coming in, or do you kind of feel like there's so much noise out there already now that it's it's just going to be too much?
0: It, there's it's totally. On the, up, on the rise, there's so much potential for people to become individual creators and also just become an active participant in the creator economy. For example, brands are hiring people to run their TikTok account. Brands are hiring... Startups are hiring people to help them with their social media strategy. So maybe if you're not the creator yourself, you're able to contribute and respond to comments and be logged into those social accounts and engaging with followers and people that way. Um, so I think... And I and I also think an important part of it is like it's the era of the side hustle. I think everyone is trying to do so many things. Our age group is like, well, there's we have an age gap, but just like people always want to do so many different Thanks things. For calling that out, by the way. No, not, by not, the not, way, not, not guys, um, Ross is 32. He's old. <gasps> um, <laughs> but just people want to do so many different things, and, and there's this drive for like, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? And people are obsessed with. Finding that and doing many things, TikTok
1: has truly democratized the ability to become a content creator. If you want to be, it actually is fascinating because, like, like you said, Nat, so many people are like, "I want to do this." Like, it's no longer, "Hey, like, I people, oh, Ross, how do I be in the video?" Hey, yeah, meet us at the office at seven on on Saturday. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Pa- I'm going out Friday night, so okay, great. Then you don't want to do this. Truly, like now there is never been less of like ex-
0: less excuses. And I and I think also as much as we talk about you know how easy it is which it is it's accessible for sure i think i think the other side of being a creator being a content creator is that it is a lot of work and it is hard and i think a lot of people are like oh this person's just doing like a tiktok dance whatever outside of our humor whatever we do like those people are millionaires and they're just dancing in their room once a day you know and it's like and that's also they're also trying really hard they're building a business out of it like i think that's also kind of, there's still a little stigma of like, you're a full-time content creator. It's like, yeah, you, you have no idea what, how this world works and how hard I work to do it.
2: You touched on this earlier. It's, it's how, how many repetitions you get in, like how fast you're actually creating things and putting it out there and not overthinking it. Now there's certainly a, a balance between, is it interesting? Is it, is there a certain level of quality to it? Does it have any substance to it? But how do you think about that in the work that you do?
0: Totally, I preach this all the time. It's quantity over quality. Um, at least with TikTok, for sure. It's how much can you get out there? Five of them will bust. One of them will go absolutely viral. Um, and I say this to brands as well. And it's it with Scratchpad. It's I say this to Ross every single Monday morning. Um, I'm like, please film more videos. Uh, <laughs> make, your, make yourself useful right now. And but I but I I think. Um, that strategy is difficult with like bigger companies trying to get on TikTok because there's so many like legal reviews and compliance reviews and you can't just like film something and throw it up that's why like I think with Scratchpad it's so exciting that like there's so much you can kind of we can kind of do what we want film content post things and you're just kind of just getting into it and that's exciting but I think when bigger companies are like help with, let's help with our strategy. It's like, okay, you have a seven day legal review cycle. I don't know how you're, the trend is dead. Like you need to be so fast with this, you know? And and so that
1: really quick, you, you mentioned to me at some point you live with SDRs or you lived with SDRs.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: What do you hear? You know, like, what is that like? Are, do you still live with them? Like, so you've been exposed to that, that sales world. You've probably heard the complaints.
0: Yes. So my, my best friend who I live with now, uh, was an SDR. She's now a teacher, um, because that's how (laughs) scarred the sales world (laughs) made her. She just went full, full flip. Um, but I would see totally like just the way the metrics for success and the way that like her calls are versus my calls where I'm talking to like 55 year old partners at the firm I'm working for versus like literally her screaming, begging someone to stay on the line. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like, it's just such a different world that I was so not, and even seeing your content, like, I'm like, this is crazy that this exists. And it's just so, I mean, like, I feel like everyone does it. Like you go to a bar in San Francisco, like 70% of the people are going to be in sales. (laughs) Like, it's just how it works.
1: It's just how it works. It's, (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of inspiration from them crying, you know? If you want to move down the sales route, right? if you're ever tempted, I'm sure, Puyon will let you get on the phones for for scratchpad.
0: Oh, totally. I think the other back to the kind of pitching yourself and having the confidence thing. I think it scares me when young people are trying to be creators and trying to be in this space. Obviously, you know, I think being like an adult facing this is is definitely important because if you're like a 15 year old making content, doing this, and also you don't know like when you're talking about selling your business, selling your things, I see these really young creators starting their own businesses. And it's like, there's going to be rejection. How do you face that? You also don't know how to build a business at 15. I don't know how to build a business. And it's just, I think that's the same with, I don't know, just, I think that's an interesting point to make of you're not always going to know everything and be right. And you have to be strong enough to face like the hate and the rejection through it all. And so when I see these like 14 year olds doing dances, I'm like, oh my God, this is scary. I'm, I'm scared for you. Well, that's an interesting, honestly, segue. It's something we've talked
1: about a lot is you know, we talk about managers and agents and these people who want to like rep us and help us with things because so many creators have absolutely no business acumen at all, like none. And, you know, you manage 98% of your business. You know, you do a lot of the negotiations, like you're handling contracts, like you're super thorough. And I, and which is an amazing asset to have in this world. And naturally, you know, you've been exposed being in consulting and that stuff. But I think like that is such a huge advantage that you have that I have is that exposure to this world where the 15-year-old is going to get taken advantage of. They're going to end up giving like 30% of their earnings to someone who's like, let me get you this deal that was already in your DMs.
0: Exactly. And I just, I probably should outsource a little bit of what I do because I'm exhausted and overworked. But like, I refuse to know exactly how to negotiate, pitch myself, do all that. I refuse to give any of that credit to someone else to just take 20% of it. Like, I just don't understand.
1: I think it's also being okay saying no as well. Like, there's going to be brands that come through that, like, in theory, you want to, like, make them happy. And, like, I struggle with, I want, I don't like letting people down. I don't want to say no. I'm like, how do I make this work? But in, like, the last year and a half, I've kind of gotten to the point where it's like, and you're super good at this. Like, you've definitely taught me to be better at just like, no, this is, this is it, motherfucker, take it or leave it. Like, this is what I want for me to do this. Otherwise, like, I'm just not going to do that because I've got other stuff. And I've like, I do that now much more with like my speaking stuff. But even with brands, you're like, Oh, this will be like, cool, but it's not really like on brand. And people are going to be like, what the fuck? And it, it in your gut, it feels wrong, but you want to make it work. And I've had to work on being able to be like, nah, like, you just totally. can't,
0: it's just not worth it it's not worth it. Cause you'll lose followers, you'll lose engagement. And if you're not going to, why would I give that ad space or that space you could be giving a talk at to right. that, that doesn't make sense, you know? Right.
2: If I'm a salesperson right now and I've got some ideas, I am creative and I'm thinking, gosh, I want to get started. Like wh- what else would you suggest for somebody to, to get started in this? Like how important is it to start thinking about the business side of things versus just starting to create some content or how do you think about that? Like, What else would you share?
0: Um, A couple of things. So I think like Ross said, if you go into this being like, I'm going to be famous, I'm going to be monetized. This is gonna be my full time, whatever. If you go into it, you will fail. So like you have to start building yourself as a presence. So let's, let's say like you've built yourself as 10,000 followers on TikTok or something. So you're kind of in what we would call like a micro influencer space. I started getting brand deals at like 10,000 followers, which I think is crazy because I look back at that and I'm like, some of my videos got like zero views, like really, you want to work with me, whatever. But I think once you start getting talked to, whatever reached out to, I think there's also some an element of it that I'm so unaware of, of pitching yourself and being like, I want to do a deal for you, kind of those outbound leads, whereas I just take what comes to me and weed through them. And I'm still just like completely on the defense where if you're like really serious about it and you're doing fashion or whatever you're doing and posting your stuff, you should do that outreach to brands that that same sk- stuff that you do stock them on LinkedIn, find who the person is. You can hire it. your own
2: SDR. Yeah,
0: do that and do that you outreach. Could. Yeah. And I think in finding out when it becomes that side hustle and when it's like, wow, it's really becoming a lot. What can you outsource? What are the things that aren't your core competencies? Like that's that's it. Like I,
1: I would say create some parameters for yourself. Like it's so much the reason I have enjoyed like the corporate bro stuff, and you know, it's a little bit harder now, and there's double-edged sword here, is like I knew my niche. I was gonna talk about sales stuff. I was gonna take whatever the general public was talking about and I was gonna salesify it. I was gonna use the South Park formula, right? Like, let's just put it in the sales voice of whatever outrageous things are happening in the world and if you create some parameters for yourself like now you get to work within the confines of some assignment it's not like go write a paper on anything pick anything go write a paper well, what the fuck do i do you know so it's like that repetition and consistency of like operating within those parameters like that's how you're going to create a brand like i even if you're not trying to be a content creator if you're trying to be a public figure if you want to like go give talks or you want to be someone who posts on twitter like you just need to create those brand parameters for yourself and then as Nat says, volume of content, just like stay within those and trust that process and continue to tweak. But like the business stuff can come later. To me, it's just like, find whatever your brand voice is.
2: For for anyone that's listening um, and wants to actually dig into this further, there's a really good book called Positioning. It's really interesting because I think it was written in the early eighties. So all of their examples are about how the world has just become so noisy from a marketing perspective and it's really television that's starting to pick up and they're still using examples like facsimile transmission, email <laughs> hasn't even kicked in, but the core principles are spot on in terms of what you're talking about here, um, in terms of like, how do you find a position and and how do you, how does that stick in other people's minds and what happens the second you start veering away from that? Um and it's something that we actually did very early on at Scratchpad is try to figure out like what that position might be to then know, okay, well, like how else you can, you know, what are the products that you would build to fill um, fill it in? So that's why I was wondering, Natalie, with you, like how much of it was deliberate where you maybe saw a gap around, you know, somebody speaking about general, just the shit that happens in the corporate world, right? Like some of the stuff you do is just so spot on to the point where. I've watched it and I'm like, oh, shit, I do that on a Zoom call. <laughs> you know, like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Am I on mute? Um, You know, all, just it, it, it. you do such a fantastic job of it. So that's, that's why I was wondering, like, how deliberate that was in terms of you identifying and saying that's what I want to do. Or was that just more natural where you're like, yeah, I just kind of want to talk about this stuff?
0: Um, I think it was just... I found that that was so just funny to me from like just a comedy perspective when we were starting this whole work from home nightmare. Um, and so I think I just exploited it. And then honestly, like my followers and people in the comments are, will say like, Oh my God, can you do this? And it's like, there's constant inspiration being like presented to me again, being an active member of corporate America, I see more things happening that are just funny. And so that's, that's where I'm able to get, kind of the, the vision and continue to make kind of different content. I also think when you see trends and my brain just works in this way, like I see just like, I hear a sound that's trending and I'm just able to like think of what I would write, what the text overlay would be. And that's like one thing that I do for other creators. That is another pillar of my business is like, I give a weekly trend report of like these five sounds are trending. Here's what your text overlay should be that that relates to your niche of motherhood politics, whatever they're doing. Humans are simple creatures.
2: You
1: know, we like
0: funny shit. We like entertaining
1: <laughs> shit.
2: In some ways, simple, and in some ways, insanely complex. I think is that we've all yeah. figured out is in uh, in having to work on teams. This was great. Thanks so much for sharing your your perspectives with us.
0: Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I'm honored, and all the kind words from both of you. This was really it's really hyped me up for the rest of my day. Thank you for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. I'm sure we'll work together in the future, but for anybody else out there, whether you are a brand looking to lock in your social strategy or you know you want Nat to make some content for you, where can they best find you
0: so i think if you want to follow my social media follow at corporate natalie on tiktok and instagram and the email link in my bio if you're interested in more of the consulting brand strategy side of it um myself and my team will get back to you on that (laughs)